0: Thank you for checking out the podcast of Eastern Assembly of God in Baltimore, Maryland. If you would like more information about our church, please visit us at www.easternassembly.org. I want to talk to you this morning about God's peace for troubled times. I'm going to be honest about the days ahead a little bit, and then I'm going to bring the hope. Of God's peace. And I want you to look with me at Luke chapter 21. I know it's kind of small, but hopefully you can follow along as I read it up there. And this is Jesus talking about. It. anybody agree with me that, that it would appear things are winding down on this earth leading up to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? anybody kind of, kind of sees that around me? All right, I appreciate those hands. Here's what Jesus said about that. And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And on the earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. Make note, I'm going to talk about it in a moment. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaking. You know what the roaring seas and strange tides say to me? Global warming. Interesting. Now listen. Listen. If you know anything about the history of the earth, there's always been periods of, of temperature. There was once an ice age on the earth, was there not? So there's been periods of cooling. There's been periods of warming. If we are in a warming trend, then no amount of money you're going to throw at the problem is going to stop it. In fact, I would make a suggestion that we would do far bad, better by calling out to the God who controls the temperature of this world than trying to fix something that's probably beyond our control. Hello. All right, that was, that was that was free, but you can say amen anyway, all right? Um, but notice the result of these strange uh, phenomenon that's going to be happening, whether it's a rising tide or different things. It says people will be terrified. Some translation says their hearts were, will fail. Are, are we already beginning to see some of that around us? Just, just like people so anxious, so afraid of what's going on. If, if anybody else besides me sees that, just... Just just wave at me this morning, all right? We're we're a little smaller crowd this morning, so you just got to say amen twice as loud, and we'll be good, all right? All right. Um, When it says the powers of the heavens will be shaken, to me, that speaks of the last battle. The enemy, knowing his time is short, just unleashing hell upon the earth, uh, trying one last time to stop his destiny, but listen, I've read the final chapter, and I know the end. Jesus returns as the victory. Can you say Amen. Not only is there just anxiety and depression with with things that we're seeing happen on a larger scale, but kind of on a society scale, not only us, but many other nations of the world have seemingly just gone crazy on the issue of sex and sexual identity. And I have a verse for that, too. It It says in Thessalonians, "...since they're so obsessed with evil..." God rubs their noses in it, gives them what they want. Since they refuse to trust truth, they're banished to their chosen world of lies and illusions. That's why I'm so glad that I know where the truth is and that I'm looking to the truth in these last days, and I hope that you are too. Come on, somebody. Amen? So now, when it says people's hearts will fail, that's not talking about the church. That's not talking about the people of God. That's talking about people who don't know the Lord. Because if the only hope you have is in this world, and this world is going down, then you're going down with it. No wonder their hearts would fail. No wonder they'd be concerned. Come on, somebody, help me this morning. Would you do that? All right? But for God's people, I believe that God has peace and grace for us in these last days. Come on. Just like like your heart would be as a parent if you knew your child was going to go through something that went beyond anything they've ever been through before, that you're going to say to them, I'm going to be there for you. You can count on me. I know this is going to be hard, but we're going to do this together. I believe God looks down at his church at this last hour and says, yeah, I haven't hidden the fact that things are going to get tough in the last days. But for those who will look to me, I've got hope, I've got peace, I've got grace. Come on, somebody, can I can I remind somebody who Jesus is this morning? It says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Help me, everybody in the house and online. Prince of Peace. And these crazy times that, might be apt to fill you with anxiety if your eyes are on what's going on. I'm gonna encourage you this morning on this first day of 2022, not knowing what 2022 is gonna bring. Let's get our eyes on the Prince of Peace and let's receive what we need for him. Come on, somebody. Listen, I, I, I get a kick out of, uh, you know, when, when people say, uh, hey, Pastor, I'm, I'm sending you good vibes. First of all, I don't know what that means. I mean, it's like ooh, you know. I, I don't know how you how, how you send a good vibe, and, I, and I'm having a little fun with this, not to offend anybody who've ever sent me that. I'm just having a little fun, but uh, you know, it's not good vibes that I need. It's peace that comes from heaven, and you know the advantage of receiving peace from heaven. Say what, pastor? Because you didn't give it to me, you can't take it away either. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Let it be. Now, now look. Look, when Peter wrote these words that you're about to see on the screen, he wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. and He said, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and our Jesus Christ Lord. So if you believe scripture is inspired and that God inspired Peter to write these words, when he says, let them be yours in abundance, that must mean there's an abundance to be yours. Let me try this side. If God inspired Peter to write these words, and he says, grace and peace be yours in abundance, that must mean there's an abundance of grace and peace to be yours. So if there's like an overflow, going, how do you know if you're looking for a COVID kit right now? You're, looking, you're going store to store, you're, you're looking hard, all right? It would appear that grace and peace aren't like COVID kits. There's an abundance. You, you just need to look for it, amen? All right, with that in mind, I wanna take you to what is our text for this morning, in Philippians chapter four. And this is the key to living in peace in turbulent times. And here's what it says. We'll go, I'm gonna read the whole passage, then we'll, we'll go through it. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul writes. I say it again, if you didn't get it the first time. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. How many know this isn't a good sign of gentleness? <laughs> gentleness, come on, peace. It's okay. The Lord is near. That doesn't necessarily mean his coming is near. That just means he's near. He's near to you for whatever you're going through. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. It's not, this is not a human quality. This is a God quality. That's why it transcends understanding. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, so let's start with the first part. Rejoice in the Lord always. Does anybody have anything to rejoice about in the house? Anybody glad you're saved? Anybody you have God with you this morning? Okay. Now, notice this, this entire passage is really about the peace of God. So that means there must be a tie in to rejoicing and walking in peace. And I believe that. I believe if, I believe if circumstances can steal your song, if you will that it's also gonna steal your peace, right? Listen, I I don't know if you've ever done this before, but I'm I'm gonna give you something to try. Next time you get some bad news, that that just, you know, you feel the drop in your spirit when when that news comes, go into a room, close the door, and just start to rejoice. Say, well, how do you do that? Well, God doesn't change just because you've got some bad news. God, you're good. You're awesome. You've seen me through everything so far. You're going to see me through this one. Lord, I give you praise. I rejoice. You can feel your spirit lifting because that bad news wants to take root in your spirit, man, and God wants his peace to be in your spirit, man. Can you say amen? Amen. Look at this next verse that just kind of validifies what I said. The upright see and rejoice. But the wicked shut their mouths. Now, what would allow the upright to look at the same thing and they'd be able to open their mouth and say, praise the Lord. Meanwhile, those who don't know the Lord, I'm not open my mouth. This ain't something to praise God about. This is terrible. Because we see things in a different way than the world does. Because, let me just make it simple. They don't know to look up. Or if they they do, they don't really know the God they're looking to. We do. Come on. How is it my good wife can, can get up and help lead in worship, even though she's, she's got a diagnosis with breast cancer. How, how can she choose to rejoice? Well, that's the, that's the fact. She chooses to because she sees things in a way the world doesn't. There's still hope no matter what the diagnosis is. Come on, somebody. There's hope for us, all right? You see, if the circumstances around you shut you up so that you don't praise, you're shutting down the pipeline to receive God's peace. Think about when you're lifting your hands, and in a sense, you're forming a pipeline. You're saying, Lord, that abundance of grace and peace that you have, would you send it my way? I'm open. And then it says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. Again, that speaks to me about just, hey, I'm walking in peace. I'm not all anxious, I'm not all worked up. I love the story of John Wesley's trip to America, and this is a uh, picture of John Wesley, lived in the 1700s, was the founder of of the Methodist Church, um, also was part of the Great Awakening that struck America in its early days. But John Wesley, although very religious, was not a Christian. And he was boarding a boat to come to America actually to promote Christianity, even though he himself had not been born again. But a huge storm hit the boat that he was on And he was afraid. He was was afraid he was going to die. But there was a group of Moravian Christians in the bowels of the ship, and he happened to go down there during the storm. And that group of Moravian Christians, I'm not sure how many of them there was, but it was enough to be called a group, was down there praising, singing, glorifying God in perfect peace. And when he looked at them, and he looked at himself, He said, they know God in a way that I don't. And it wasn't long after that that John Wesley realized that he needed to be born again. Listen to me, church. Since we're all in this boat together, going through whatever this world, whether you're saved or unsaved, the world is looking at us and wanting to know, do you have peace to offer in the midst of your storm. Because if we're as worked up and anxious as they are, why would they ever open their heart up to our Jesus if our Jesus can't give us the peace that he has to give? Come on. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And then Paul goes on to say, don't be anxious about anything. Let me be honest for a moment. Some of you here today, or those of you watching at home, are professional worri- warriors. I didn't say warriors, I said warriors. If you could get paid for that position, you would be very rich. Come on. Listen, even if I came to you and said, how are you? I was like, you'd say, man, everything is perfect. Well, why do you look worried? Because I know something's gonna go wrong. That's a a professional worrier, all right? A couple of things to know about worry. Worry does not accomplish anything constructive. It's not a blessing. Worry can make you sick. Just look at the percentage of people that go to the doctor with symptoms that are related to stress. Worry ward is not a personality trait. And worry is not coming from heaven. You say, Pastor, what, what what, on earth would I do if I didn't worry? Thank you for asking that. I'm gonna help you, all right? If you didn't worry, you would take your concern to Jesus and you'd walk in peace, amen? Now, let, let me put this in light of, of a gift exchange, all right? How many of you did some sort of gift exchange this Christmas. And it, you know, kind of works like someone puts a limit, maybe as your family, you know, get a get a twenty dollar gift. So everybody buys a twenty dollar gift and you, you go to the gift exchange and you instead of giving a gift to everybody, you know, you just exchange. And if it's something you don't like, then you take that to a different exchange and uh, hope you remembered which exchange it came from the year before. Whatever, all right. But let's say that you went to a gift exchange that you thought was a white elephant exchange. And so you looked around the house and you found something hideous. You say, oh, this will make somebody laugh. And, and unbeknownst to you, this was a very high-end gift exchange. In other words, people were bringing gifts worth hundreds of dollars. And you discovered that after the gifts had been exchanged and you opened yours and you realized that somebody is about to open yours. And you're like, this is gonna be embarrassing. Because gift exchanges ought to be equal. Okay, that being said, I want you to think about the offer that Jesus is making us. You bring to me your worry. What's the value of that gift? It's an empty, I mean, there's no value. I don't want to get rid of it. Come on. How many know we often say what you bring to God, it ought to be an offering worth bringing? We talk about that for your worship. You know, give God your best. But do you realize when it comes to our worship and anxiety, God's willing to take it, that's our worst. It's a junk. God says, you bring it and lay it at my feet. And in exchange, I'm going to give you a gift that's beyond value. I'm going to give you a peace that passes understanding. Why wouldn't you go for that? Come on, that's like the... Come on, if I, if I said tomorrow, bring your white elephant gift, uh, we're going to do a little exchange, and you find something worthless out of your house and bring it to me, and I've got something really nice. And i, and I dangle a key to a Mercedes and say, this is it. You want to you exchange? You'd be like, this is great. Why are we hesitant to do that with God? When God's like, just just bring your anxiety, bring your lack, whatever it is, your worry." Cast your cares on the Lord. that's, That's pretty, here, Lord, take it. I don't want it. And God says, in its place, if you're willing to bring it, I'm willing to give you my peace. Come on, somebody. What an offer. What a promise. Can you say amen? You say, well, you know, is God going to get worked up if everybody casts their care upon the Lord? You know, we're going to put God into a frenzy if everybody casts their anxiety on him. You ever, you ever get around somebody and you were in peace, but by the time you left them, you're like, man, this you know, you're not even thinking about bed bugs, and they're talking about, oh, there's bedbugs everywhere. There's bed, probably bed bugs under your bed, and you go home and you're like lifting the covers. You're like, man, aren't you glad that if all of us in this world cast our care on the Lord, He's still steadfast. He's still unmovable. Come on, somebody. Amen. Now, he says, Pastor, I know what you're saying is true, but but let me let me let me just be honest with you, Pastor. I have tried this. And you know, it kind of felt good in the moment, but it seemed like not more than an hour later. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm, back, I'm back to that worry mode again. Uh, do you have any advice for me? I do, and I wanna talk about that, all right? Psalm 37, seven, here's what it says. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Okay, why is it we're willing to be patient for certain things, but when it comes to our walk with God, we're like, now, Yet the Bible over and over, read the Psalms, it tells us that we're to wait patiently. It's it's not that God doesn't want to give it to us. It's not that you have a number in line. It's like, wait a minute, you're number 98. Wait till I get to you. There's some dynamic about waiting before God, of giving God the opportunity to do something a little deeper than just here, here. I don't always understand it, but I know it's true think about it you'll you'll watch a 3 hour ravens game only for them to yeah mess up a two point conversion two times but yet with God if it doesn't happen in 3 minutes we're out of there huh listen the the other day true story other day uh, i say the other week now it's been a couple weeks ago i got a a, a letter from easy pass and it was it was some fines that i got apparently they had sent me a letter. Apparently, I switched credit cards. and I didn't update it, and they claimed that they had sent me the original without any fines, and it would have been like, I don't know, $16, but now it was $77 because they added two $25 fines, and I'm like, I'm not paying the fines. I have an easy pass. Something, something happened, so, so I called them, and when, when I finally got through, you get a computer or an animated operator, automated operator. They said, your wait time is 97 minutes. I said, you know what? I'm getting through. So uh, I just you know, plugged my phone in in, in, the, in the truck to keep the battery alive and I just went about my day just keeping the phone close enough so when somebody said hello, I was like, yep. All right, and listen, I was willing to wait 97 minutes. I ended up, they, still, they reduced the fine, they didn't make it go away, but I waited 97 minutes to save $42. I was proud of myself for doing it. Okay, okay, but, but but listen, listen. I mean, don't be proud of your pastor for, but but I'm making I'm making a point. It, it all goes back to. We'll wait for what we want to wait for. But are we really willing to wait for what God has for us? There was a time that Elijah uh, was being chased by Queen Jezebel, and he ran for his life. Ended up in this cave, and the Lord says to Elijah, "Man, I want you to come out of the cave. I have something for you." And I might not get the order quite right, but it went something like this. And there was a huge wind. I mean, wind. The Bible says God wasn't in the wind. And there was an earthquake and just all these these things. And that, that speaks to me of some of the things we sometimes have to work through when we go to God in prayer. Just thoughts and just things that, you know, understand that just to get our spirit settled. And then it says God spoke to Elijah in a still small voice, but it took him a little while to get there, and he was a mighty prophet of God. Maybe it'll take us a little while to get there. Are you listening this morning? I'm encouraging you in 2022, in your prayer time. You know, prayer is more than just repeating your list of things you need from God to him, although asking God is part of it. You have not because you Ask not, it's important, but some, some, some of prayer time is just waiting and saying, God, I've got this knot in my gut because I'm worried about it. And Lord, I, I, I wanna give that to you. I want what you have, God. Let, let's work through this. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you'll wait, God'll give you a word. How many know when God says, I got this, that's enough, you can walk in peace? You understand, just, just, just one word from him is enough to change everything. But let's wait, let's wait on him. So I ask you this morning, and, and, and before I get to the I ask you, look, just a moment of honesty. I've worried about plenty of things in my life. Some of them were personal items. Some of them more likely something the church was going through or a, a situation that I was dealing with. I've, I've lost sleep over situations. Anybody else? Huh? You, you, know, you know what I'm learning? When I wake up at 2 a.m. and I'm worried, you know, God's God's still awake. You understand, I can talk to him at 2 a.m. and say, Lord, I don't want to lose sleep. But, but here's, here's what I've learned. God has always worked it out. So if God has always worked it out, then I can say that my loss of sleep was in vain. Try this side. You heard what I just said? If God has always worked it out, then looking back, my loss of sleep was in vain. I'd have done better just to say, Lord, you got this, and talk to him about it. So, so I want to ask you well what are you worried about as you're sitting there? What are you what are you anxious about this morning? I, is it you, you know the crazy things that make people anxious in today's world? Say what, Pastor? People people get so worked up over politics in today's world. I mean I mean they're they're so they're about so angry they could they could smack you in the face if you said the wrong thing that they weren't in agreement with. And think about it, come on. Listen, if no one's ever told you this, uh there's no political parties in heaven. Hello. All right? Believe what you believe, vote for what you vote. But don't let politics steal your peace. How, how about COVID? I mean, I mean, been, been crazy. I mean, we had we had people so afraid when COVID first hit. This was two years ago. And some of them, some of them with their doctor's advice, says, Don't go out of your house. If you get COVID, you're gonna die. You know, some of those people still got COVID because the person caring for them brought it in the house. You know, I'm kind of in a place now. It's like, look, I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, cough on me. You have COVID. Give it to me. I mean, I'm not talking about that. But I'm going to go about my day being cautious, and I'm going to trust God. Because, look, if, I've, if, if all of you are still looking at me almost two years later, God's been good to you. He's been good to me. He is going to see us through. Come on. Can you say amen? So, so So what are you worried about? Maybe you're here this morning. Listen. And the reason you don't have peace, because you don't have Jesus. If he's the Prince of Peace, listen, if I didn't have the Lord, I'd be worrying myself dizzy looking at this world. I'd be saying, What's going on? I don't want to go down with this world. You don't have to go down with this world. Come on, with the Lord, how many know you're going up? And maybe, maybe some, someone here today, your, your need is not to do this exchange of, uh, of your worry for his peace. Your need is to, give, is to do an exchange of your life for his life. Come on, your sinful mess for his righteous life. And he's willing to do that exchange as well. It's just a matter of you opening your heart. So I'm going to ask the musicians the worship team to come this morning. Here's what we're going to do this morning. In just a few moments, I'm going to pray. And then they're going to they're begin to lead us in a worship song. And I'm going to ask you to participate in that great exchange. If there's something that's a lump in your throat, something that's in your gut, you're tied up, you're worried about, I'm going to encourage you to get out of your seat and come to this altar. And just lay it here. And wait a little while. Don't be in a hurry. Wait for him to lift that up to you. Wait for him to speak a word to your spirit person. Because I don't believe God put this message on my heart for anybody to leave this place. Or be watching online. You can do this at home as well. You can make your couch uh, uh, an altar for anybody to leave full of anxiety and full of worry. So Father, I'm asking you as we move into this season, you're, you're here. The Spirit of God is here. The Prince of Peace is here. So Father, as people open up their heart to you, And they're willing, Lord, to lay at your feet what is heavy on their heart. I ask you to breathe your peace upon them. Lord, I pray for someone here today that needs to open their heart to Jesus. Lord, let it happen in this moment. It's just just as simple as saying, Lord, I invite you in. Wash me clean. I want to serve the Prince of Peace, not the worry of this world. Lord, you have your way. These are your precious people. Have your way in Jesus' name. Come on, these altars are open. If there's something heavy in your heart, just come kneel down. Don't don't miss this moment. Don't care what people think. You You do what God is urging you to do. And let's let the peace of God that passes all understanding fall in the house today.